have your Bibles with you tonight, and I hope you do, uh, go and flip over to the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 3, and we'll be going through the whole chapter of, of, of Daniel 3, uh, reading, it's going to be 30 verses, uh, but I will move through them uh, fairly quickly. Uh, there's nothing wrong with reading scripture in church, amen. Amen. Nothing wrong with reading scripture. Uh, we may see 30 verses and kind of, ah, uh, but uh, it's what I got on my heart tonight and what uh, I'm thankful for the church allowing me to stand. Thankful for uh, Brother Kevin uh, for the opportunity to preach. Uh, I'm really thankful. Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3. All right. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and breadth six and breadth thereof six cubits. He set it on the plain of Dura in the, prov- in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, and the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces. There's a lot of people there, and you notice all those names that are named there, they have an S after them. And I learned what little I learned at North Pontiac, that means plural. That means more than one. So there's a lot of them. Verse number three, it says, Then the princes and the governors and the captains and the judges, the treasurers and the counselors, the sheriffs, And all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages. Um, So evidently there's a lot of people here not speaking the same languages, obviously. A lot of people gathered. Uh, number five, verse number 5 says, That at what time ye hear the sound of the chorus, the flute, the harp, the saxophone, the psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. Might I point out, there was an emphasis on the music there. There was an emphasis on the music. Verse number six, and whoso falleth down not, falleth not down, and worship shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. When the flames of the world are pressing you, I guess this would be my question or my probing question. 
when the flames of this world are pressing you to test your faith wherever you may be. Where will your faith be? How strong will your faith be? Going on through verse number 7. Therefore, that, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, the flute, and the harp, and the sax, but a psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake to the king, Nebuchadnezzar. I love how they, they kind of kiss up right here. It's just it's great. O king, live forever. Right. Live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sax, the psaltery, and the dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship in the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, uh, that should be cast into the, into the midst of, the burning, of a burning, fiery furnace. Here in these few verses, we've seen the burning, fiery furnace brought up more than once. So it's pressing. It's, that's, this, is, this is the end. This is what's going to happen. And they said, there are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the provinces of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee, or they have not obeyed thee, is what regarded means. Uh, they serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image on which thou hast set up. I find it very, very, uh, very interesting that the music, I'll, I'll go back to the music, the music is emphasized in this text when it sounds, they are to fall and they are to worship. As Brother Donald knows, Greg, those who have had hands in music and those that sing, um, music is very influential. Can we not all agree? If you hear a sad song, you may want to cry. You know, your wife left you, you may want to go do something else. You know, all these, all these different songs. Um, I'll try not to vary often that. Um, but these, these, these Hebrew children here, or these uh, children of Judah, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, there in verse number 12, we find that though that all of these people, or you could say their whole world there, now they're outside of their ordinary place, they're, they're out of their home, um, such as we are, cannot say that. To you and I, this is not our home. Uh, this is just a temporary place for us. Uh, this, is, this is not a place for us to dig in and plant roots. Uh, that's, that sounds kind of harsh, but this is not a place. I know we have ambitions and things we want to do in this life, but it's not this world that we should be focused on, it should be the world after. It should be our heavenly uh, home. But you see, uh, in the face of the world, uh, 
They do not bend. They do not bow. Their faith is un, unchanging. Their faith does not bow in the face of all of this. And I think one of the biggest things, one of the biggest public uh, places that you and I face some of these things at is social media. Am I not right? Maybe, maybe the folks that's, that's older than me, I'm 28. But I, kind of, I grew up with Facebook. Facebook was, was coming in. That was one of the big things. And Twitter. And every, all, the, all this has come along. And the newer generations, this is some of the things that they are facing. Where their faith is tested. It may be just on a screen and not face to face with someone. But the world can do so much harm through this little thing in our pockets. A picture of my daughter on there. But they can do so much harm and to discourage a child of God through those avenues. Um, the fiery furnace, uh, that's something that I think that it, we can kind of uh, relate to as far as in this, in this day and age. Let's continue reading. Verse number 13, it says, Then Kevin Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, uh, then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, It is true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up. So there, here's, here, he's testing them. He's questioning them face to face now. When they're face they're face to face with their adversary, face to face with challenging their faith. Verse fifteen it says, "Now if you be ready, so ready more or less ready or not, here here we go. That at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the, the flute, the harp, the sax, but the psaltery and the, and the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image." Which I have made well, uh, made well. But if you worship not, he shall be cast the same hour into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? So from the very beginning, their their faith is not bowing. Their faith faith is not bowing out. They're not wavering from it. Um, but here we see here's another test. Now they're face-to-face with this problem, face-to-face with this challenge uh, in their life. Uh, And here's what they say in verse 16. It says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king. I want to say they probably said this in unison. They probably all said this together. Because look at the way it reads. It says, O Nebuchadnezzar, it says, we... It says, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if thou, but if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Face to face, with well, the situation and the challenge in their life, uh, you and I have these situations each and every day 
in each and every conversation that we have. Maybe at work. I, I see a lot of people at work. You see, if you, especially if you work for the public. Anybody work for the public in here? Oh, I see hands everywhere. If you work for the public, you see folks that you've never even seen before. You're faced with this decision each and every day of your life in each and every conversation that you have. Um, we tend to, when we're not around uh, church people or folks that we know from other churches that we've seen in revivals, we tend to waver from our faith. Am I right? Nobody says I'm right. I'm the only one then. We tend to waver. We tend to falter. We tend to go in the way of the world. We choose to follow the crowd. Everybody, a song comes on, you just, you just tap your toe right along with it and sing it right along with them. It has nothing to do with God. It has nothing to edify nobody in it. You just go right along with it. Or maybe they're doing something in your presence and you just partake because you don't want to stick out. You don't want to take that stand because you're scared. It may not be a literal fiery furnace that you're facing, but you're scared of that burning on the inside of not being accepted. But this, this, their their faith that does not does not bow or does not bind or does not bow or or bow out. Their faith is so strong in what they believe it gives them a boldness about what they believe. If you and I, if we are daily intaking Scripture, I mean, it could be one verse a day. I think it could be even one word a day. Depends on what word it is. But taking Scripture in every day builds our faith. If we sit and meditate on that Scripture, not literally sit, but going through the day, Going back to what you read that morning or going back to at that break time, you pull, even you, you can use your phone. I'd highly recommend a Christian have a Bible app on their phone. I, I, I highly recommend that. I, have a, I think I have a strong Bible on my phone. It gives me definitions. You can click on it. It does this and that. Not, trying to, not, not boasting of myself, but saying there's different tools out there you can use on your phone that we use a lot of times for ourselves and, and our own pleasures, that we can use it in different ways and, and to grow and strengthen our faith. Uh, verse number 19, so we've seen, the, we've seen their faith that wouldn't bow. Uh, we've seen the faith that gave them the boldness. Uh, then, then was Nebuchadnezzar, in verse number 19, then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury. Now, this is how the world reacts. You tell me if I'm wrong. This is how the world reacts. They've been, they've, they've been told, they're, they're facing you with a challenge, and you're not going to bow, and you're not going to bow out of it. This is how the world will react. If you're standing on God's promises and on God's truths, this is how the world will react. You've seen it on your telephone screen so many times, especially I have on social media. Some of the things that folks are taking a stand for or calling out against, like this is not biblical, this is not right. This is how the world will react. They will get so tore up about it. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury. 
and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one, one seven times more than it was, uh, was wont to be heated or usually heated. So here they are. They're going to double. He's going to double down. He's going to double down on them, and see if they're going to see if they're going to bind or, or bow. Verse number twenty. We've got ten more verses, and we'll be done. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Here he is again. He's doubling down again. The world's coming at you as hard as it can. The devil's bringing everything he can against you. Just see if you're going to bow. To see if you will change your boldness. See if you will go along with the rest of the crowd. And to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. And then these men were bound in their coats, and their hosen, and their hats, and their other garments. And were cast in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent, and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The flame was so hot that it killed the men that were finna toss them over in the furnace. This tells you how hot it was. They wasn't even in it. Verse 23 says, And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. There again, you, it, it keeps on bringing how intense and just this burning, fiery. That's one of the fears I have is burning alive. Lighting a brush pile and putting too much gasoline on it and gone. Ever, anybody ever struck a match to gasoline? Yeah, you know how that goes. You let it sit too long. You pour it out. You let it sit too long. Those fumes, it'll, you can drop it at your feet. Woof, gone. But this fire, verse number 24, it says, Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his, counselor, uh, said unto his counselors. Now let me pause for just a second. If you read chapter 2, you find at the end of chapter 2, you see Nebuchadnezzar bowing and praising Daniel's God and telling him how great his God is. And now here he is once again doing something to defy it. And you see what's going to come to pass again. And spake there in verse number 24, and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. And he answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose. Walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth. There we see the demeanor change of Nebuchadnezzar. Come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth uh, of the midst of the fire. They had a faith that would not bow. They had a faith that brought about a boldness. But they also had a faith that brought about a change. 
They had a faith that brought about a change. Let's continue reading. Look at verse number 27. Now, you remember when I first started reading who we all said was there? Look here again. And the princes, the governors, and captains, and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was any hair of their head singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. There we see again that the world is still watching. The world is still waiting to see how you're going to come through this test that they've put you through. The devil's waiting to see how you're going to shame the name of Christ in this day and age. Everyone's watching. Verse number 28, and we're almost done. And then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their house shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other god that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. I'd leave you with a, a question tonight. We've seen, we've seen their faith that wouldn't bow, the faith that gave them a boldness, and the faith that brought about a change. These are all characteristics of faith inside of you. This is what their life is professing out of them. This is what their life is proclaiming out of them. I want to leave you with a question tonight. What is your life proclaiming? What are you proclaiming when no one else is around? That is even of faith. When you're around those that you know in your heart and in your mind, you know that these people have nothing, nothing of God on them. What are you proclaiming to those people out of your life? What are you proclaiming?